Again, I, I forgot how to you know run the podcast. It's been so you long. Know? Although I don't know, <laughs> this one might just go forever. I wonder if we just loop this one. I might have to end that. An one. hour and a half straight of well, honestly, knowledge I, is king. I really like that song, and plain and simple, it doesn't get a lot of playtime. So why not start the show with it? You're right. Boom. So welcome to the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. We're back. The sixth. Evilish. Please. Point to the K. Do you need? Are we? We're so off center. <laughs> yeah, look how far over. Well, I'm, I'm over. Camera, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come over. By yeah, come on in. I'm gonna come on in. You. Hug it out. Come bitch. on in. Hug it come out. Come on in. Name the show. Hug it out, bitch. Um, hug it out, bitch. Let's go. Entourage. No, I don't know that one. You never saw Entourage. I saw a couple. Would be a great fat, actually. What was Entourage on? HBO. Yes, yeah, I didn't have HBO back then. See, it loops. We'll yeah. end that one. Um, Welcome, everyone. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I, I was still too poor to have HBO. I steal <laughs> it from people. <laughs> yeah, that's all Thanks, right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Well, mm. we're back. Episode right. 160. This is great. We took a week off. We're back. We're ready to go. Thank you to everyone for reaching out and wishing my father well. I appreciate it. He's doing better. Better? Better. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask him, he's probably like, I'm fine. He's fine. If I'm you, fine. Uh, if I'm you fine. ask anybody that's had to interact with him, <laughs> they're like, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Um, This guy. This guy needs some help. Anyway, we got the Canada Athletic Training Podcast coming at you hot. Sorry we had to miss last week, like Chad said. You know, we just had to skip a week. And, you know, both feel more refreshed from it. Got a little more energy. Got a little more spunk to our talk right now. Um, but we should probably thank some very important people. Yeah, right? let's, let's start it off right. Oh, healthy roster. You lovely sons of bitches, you. <laughs> you I didn't know where you are going with that. Um, thank healthy you to Healthy Roster. www.healthyroster.com. The premier EMR. In the world. In the biz, as they say. If you use an EMR, you better be using Healthy Roster. And if yeah. you're not, you're wrong. Um, call them. Call, call the folks at Healthy Roster. Talk to them. See what they can offer you. They have a lot of great products, I guess you would yeah. call them, right? Um, and we're going to have Dan on soon, right? Because Dan's coming on real soon. What's coming up? March. March. What does March mean to you, Chad? Fat brackets. <laughs> It is official fat bracket time coming up. Be on so, high alert. Be on high alert. Uh, Dan over at Healthy Roster, it's pretty much his favorite time of year. I know that because um, he always makes the worst bracket. Dan? Um, yeah, totally. No, I did last year. Oh, man. I, I think he did. Uh, I don't know. Although I should I should say that cautiously because I think sometimes his daughter. Here's the truth. It <laughs> Kevin, Kevin does the counting of the bracket, so he rigs it. So that he, he looks the best. So here, here's it's a little a scam, people. Here's a little secret. Hi, Bree. Um, 
if you've bought anything, particularly <laughs> a, if you've bought a hat from us, you know our return address. If you want to send me stuff to butter me up, I'll make sure your bracket wins. Send you some stuff right here. Try some oh, stuff. Try this. Right. Okay, so you know our infatuation with Sour Patch. I was down in Florida helping my dad. Went to a popcorn store where they have like this wide variety. Sour Patch Kid popcorn. Kevin trying it oh. for the very first time. It is. Give your candid review. Ooh, that was sour. <laughs> sour Patch was, Kids ice cream. Wow, man, that one was more actually more sour than Sour Patch Kids. Oh, it's took, incredible. Almost took my breath away. Okay, Do surprising so far. <laughs> yeah, has the crunch. I thought I honestly thought the sugar would just like melt the popcorn and it'd be, but it's like, it's just oh. So you know what? All right. You know when you eat caramel corn? Unfortunately, yes. And you're like, oh, this is going to be like popcorn, but then it starts sticking to your teeth? Yeah. This has a little bit of that crunch that caramel corn gives you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one got me too. <laughs> but it doesn't stick to your teeth. It's surprisingly nice. It's so weird. It's like a love-hate to thing. have it's sugary either, It's either too much. Popped kernels. It's so bizarre. Anyways, so if you... Uh, it's, well, hard to, it's hard to differentiate the flavor. Oh. Whoa. That one is... Too much? Super cherry. Wow. So you can't I differentiate. Was, I was literally just going to say you can't differentiate flavors. I, um, I'm almost done with them. You can't have more than a handful or two. And I could, eat, I could eat so much popcorn, Ooh, but eating one, those... That it, one was I, nice. I literally have to stop. After just a small amount because it's so overwhelming. You know what's surprising in it? It doesn't, you still taste popcorn. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing it's called, Pretty good. it's called Wild About Popcorn. It's in Fort Myers, Florida. They ship all over the country. They have incredible, oh. like, they have like 30 to 40 different, like, kinds. I had mint chocolate. <laughs> I had mint chocolate popcorn because they do free samples and stuff like that. You can order, like, the big containers, not to give them too much, but check them out, wildaboutpopcorn.com. Dot com. You can try all sorts of crazy things. Um, all right. Are you, I know, I know. We have so much fun things coming up. This is going to be hard to get through this show because we have so much to do and talk about. Do you ever put anything but butter on your, butter and salt on your popcorn? Now that I make it? No. No. What when if I, you? When I was a kid, my parents legit. I just talked about this. They would cut up apples. They'd do apples. little apple chunks and put it in the popcorn. The salty sweet. Interesting. I remember that from when I was a kid, and I just never did because. Hmm. That would be that. I would. I'm the so sweetness. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, maybe that's why that works. Yeah. Now, have you ever done did, like oh, the did, cheese, do you? the cheese powder, or the ranch powder? My my. Uh, yeah, my dad has, or my yeah. parents do. I'm fine with it. Every well, once in a while, just the to wife change does it up, the, but the ranch powder. Your like, wife does the oh, ranch yeah. powder. She loves that ranch powder. I used to do when I used to work at the restaurant. They had this like I don't know if it was just a generic version or their own blend of. It's called a Greek pasta seasoning. I would sprinkle that over the popcorn, really good, or over white rice with butter. Yeah, Greek pasta seasoning. Greek pasta. I have mm-hmm. some. I have some Greek pasta seasoning. It's oh. called opa. So we're getting some. Or op or some something. live streamers are saying M and M's, 
Thank you, Colleen and Kevin. M&M's in their popcorn? Mm-hmm. Girl Scout popcorn. The cheddar is the best. See, that's the other. M&M's. Everyone's calling M&M's in the popcorn. That was going to be my next question. You know, Girl Scouts and, like, Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, I think, all sell those, like, tins that have, like, all the different flavor popcorn in the one tin. And inevitably, there is one flavor that ends up not getting eaten. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee it's one at least. All right, let's. Let me. I'm gonna look it up. So I've seen tins where it's just regular, and then there's caramel, and then there's cheddar, like three sections. Yeah. Are you more likely to eat the cheddar or the caramel? Cheddar. Cheddar, definitely cheddar. I I really don't like I I don't mind caramel. I like popcorn. Together. Together. Yeah. I agree it, with you. It's just. I, I like the crunch. I like that there's this sweet, caramely taste to it, but, like, nope, don't like them together. Definitely. I agree. Damn, I'm going to finish this popcorn tonight, and it's gonna be, I'm going to be up for hours. <laughs> the sugar content coursing through my veins. It's like you weren't going anyways. So, anyway. uh, yeah, healthy roster. Thank you, Brew Fitness. That's where we are on location. Can we, I mean, on location is where we are every week. I don't know why I just said that. We are on location, though. We uh, don't on location, here. yeah. We don't even work out here. <laughs> I I pretend to work out at the other one. Yeah, it's closer so, to work. Thank you, Brew Fitness. Um, Thanks. What Brew. else? We got a lot going on. Win- the Winter Olympics is going on right now. We got a Super Bowl coming up. Um, National Athletic Training Month what? is coming up. What? So that means fat brackets are coming up. Kevin and I have a very very very, very important, very important meeting coming up. It just got announced today, this meeting got set up uh, with a potential sponsor. And that's all we're going to say. It would be very good for us. And it would be very good for you all. Very good. Um, but we don't want to jinx we're it. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Um, also, just for fun, I was messing around with some T-shirt designs. Be on the lookout for some new T-shirts, some new gear. Some fun new T-shirts. Just for the giggles. And actually, they might be fun just for National Athletic Training Month. <sighs> what else? What else? What else? What are you working on over there? Oh, just... Oh, that's what I, I, I have. <laughs> I have it on mine. You do the other one because I have that one on my phone. Okay. You do the other one. That's funny because you and I went to the same place. Like, what do we even say? Um... Okay, we'll work about the socks and the thongs, everyone. They want, oh, they right. legit socks. want socks and thongs. Well, they don't want, oh, they thongs. don't want thongs. But Nate wants a thong. We can have them custom made. Nate definitely wants a thong. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> you guys can make your own damn. Thongs. I was gonna, I was gonna say I'll get one if he posts a picture of him Chaps wearing and it. Stuff, but he, I know he will, and nobody wants to see that. Hey, if, if this is a public live stream, so if you're new. Um, just make sure to say hello. Don't be yeah, intimidated by all these people. Thank you to all the regular people that are on all the time. We appreciate, we love you, but we also love new people. So if you are joining us on the public live stream, just say hello so we can get you immersed in this culture. Um, do you have anything else or do you want to start talking? We can start talking. Do the show? Okay, let's do it weekly. Nate said, I just gave the people what they wanted. Gets the people going. Gets 
people going. Um, where do you want to start? Well, let's just let's just start where you, you were, because we're both there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Super Bowl fat. The Super Bowl Super is Bowl six days. So, in fact, if you're listening what to Super this, Super Bowl is it? it? I don't know what the number is. Letters L V I. Was that L V I last year? Is it L V I I? Is it L V two I's? L V I. Is it L V I's? So is that fifty six? Fifty six. So this is actually going to come out after the Super Bowl. If you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform, but we're going to talk about it anyways for the live stream. Um, Bengals versus Rams. Who would make a better athletic trainer? The Bengals versus the Rams. It's incredible. All right. So I pulled up personality traits of a Bengal cat. <laughs> There's a jungle cat in the bathroom. Name the movie. Get out, Karen. Um, I don't know. Oh, probably uh, Hangover? It is the Hangover. All right, here's what it says about Bengal cats. The Bengal cat is extremely intelligent, curious, and active, and demanding a lot of interaction. When a Bengal cat gets bored, he can get into things and become destructive. He can take things apart to see how they work and can even open drawers and cabinets to see what he can find. It's actually like every athletic trainer I know. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, just the fact that they need so much interaction, that's kind of why we do it. I think the good athletic trainers crave that interaction between the athlete. You build those relationships. Um, the Bengal cat personality makes this cat fun to live with, but he can sometimes be challenging. Live to with? Yeah. Who the hell's living with the a Bengal, Bengal cat? Is very tiger. friendly. He is always alert, and he notices everything. This is straight up. All right. All important things for athletic trainer. Okay. Always notices everything. High alert. Extremely intelligent, curious, and active. Demanding a lot of interaction. Okay. Um, he's playful. Keep him entertained. He loves playing games and likes a good game of fetch. So were the what were the Siberian? He loves tigers? water play. Is that what the magician dudes had? Do they have white? Like Are you they? talking about um, Siegfried and Roy? Yeah. Well, they, I don't what, know what they had. They were, I think they were Siberian or something. Bengal cats love to climb and they need a lot of vertical territory. The higher up, the better. It's higher like, up, the better. Huh? It'd be like the, like climbing so up a tower. Yeah. Just jump down <laughs> to the, the injuries. Uh, the Bengal cat personality is very friendly. The Bengal cat can be an affectionate breed if he is raised properly. He is not a lap cat, but he enjoys human co- company and will stay close to his humans. Bengal cats love people and will do anything to get attention from them. Uh, they're big talkers. The breed is very vocal and love to talk to their humans. That's the first thing where I'm like, you don't have to be a, a super talker to be a good athletic trainer. Um, okay, so that's kind of like the personality. Bengal cat has a very lush, soft coat and distinct leopard-like spots. The coat is sometimes referred to as glittered. It's not a delicate cat. It's a long, muscular, athletic, medium to large size cat weighing about 8 to 15 pounds or more. So I'm thinking of like a giant Bengal. This is the Bengal cat version. Yeah, what are you? What? Well, I typed in a Bengal cat. Oh, okay. Well, I typed in Bengals. We'll do, 
thinking of Bengal Tiger because I'm pretty sure the Bengals. All right, well the then I, everything Bengals I said are not named Bengal after a house cat personality. Bengal anyway, Rams. Yeah, Rams are technically what male sheep, right? And then I think specifically um, the Rams that are of now Los Angeles are like bighorn sheep or something. This is what first comes up. Ready? Animals that live in the mountains and often settle arguments with fights that include ramming their heads into others. Could you imagine just being the <laughs> destructive athletic trainer? That would be so much fun. Two athletes are fighting in the in the athletic training room, and all you do is come in charging with your head. I think that would be awesome. Not to be confused with mountain goats, rams can be, be identified with their long, curved horns, long fur, and split hooves. Long fur, mountains, pretty resilient in the cold weather, right? So they would work Winter Olympics. They got split hooves, and they climb mountains all day. All day, so they got very good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it court awareness in that they're good on their feet. They know where they need to be, and you're not gonna knock them over. So you're not you're Are not you talking about mountain goats. No, <laughs> it sounds it's, like it's a literally goat. says not to be confused with a mountain goat. All right, fine. You're not because you, they're bigger. I think. I think you think they're bigger than a I think mountain big goat? sheep, big horn sheep, rams are bigger. Ooh, looky, than Looky looky a big horn. I think. Um, I mean, essentially, they're sheep, though, okay? Sheep work best in a herd. They they conquer by numbers, right? They work well so the with sheep, others. So the sheep are the athletes? I mean, they could be, or a team of athletic trainers conquering a field of grass. <laughs> they, Rams, there's not much else about Rams, not going to lie. Oh, they're herbivores. I, I ran, they're, they, don't, they don't eat meat. So they could graze all day instead of relying on the one kill that a Bengal tiger is going to need to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to, all right, everyone's calling me out for, I typed in Bengal personality and it, all it came up was Bengal cats. So let's Bengal tiger personality. <laughs> Tigers are territorial and usually solitary in nature. Bengal cats. Yeah, but this is just about tigers. Is it, they're like a badass tiger from a very specific Ooh, region. Go. The Bengal tiger, Panthera tigris, tigris or Panthera tigris, Bengalensis. Sometimes known as the Royal Bengal Tiger and is a subspecies of tiger. Oh, so the, the, the Bengal the tiger, Royal Tiger. The Bengal huh? Tiger is the second largest and the most common tiger subspecies. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's interesting. The Bengal Tiger is primarily found in Bangladesh, India, and also in Cincinnati. That's not what it says. It says also in Nepal, Bhutan, southern Tibet, yep. and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati. Bengal tiger inhabits in grasslands, subtropical, and tropical rainforests, mostly in Cincinnati. Scrub forests, wet and dry, deciduous forests, and mangroves, and also Cincinnati. The Bengal tiger is the national an animal of India and Bangladesh and Cincinnati. The average male Bengal tiger weighs 420 pounds. Holy cow. 
Body length is six feet and a tail length of three feet and therefore has a total length of nine feet. Oh, the, the female Bengal tiger is only 310 pounds. Incredibly strong and able to draw, drag their prey almost half a mile, even though the prey may be heavier than itself. How much do you, All I hear is it can carry an athlete. How much do you it can, think it, it can do a, a ram, carry? How much do you think a ram weighs? A ram? I would yeah. say 240. Oh, that one was a big one. That was a looky looky. That one might have been so, 450. Five to six feet long tend to tip the scales at 260 to oh, 280, okay. exceeding 300 pounds on rare occasions. Okay, so the Bengal's slightly bigger. Those boys are big, though. The Bengal tigers have the longest canine teeth of any in the field. All right. Oh, Bengal tigers are mostly solitary, just like the high school athletic trainer. However, sometimes travel in groups of three or four individuals. They reside in the low and the lowland parts of the rainforest, so they like to be in the lowland in the muck. Versus the rams like to be up yeah. top. See, I'll, give me the athlete trainer wants to be down in the mud in the dirt with the athletes. Rams. So the typical bighorn ram is native, I, I believe, to like kind of the northwest into Canada, that kind of climate. Canada. Instead of Nepal and rainforest. I feel like the I feel like the ram could go more places. Not gonna lie. I feel like the ram is gonna have <sighs> the ability to be an athletic trainer that could be in many different settings. You think the ram is a little bit more functional? Why like tiger tigers little, stay in one area. Yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Cincinnati. So you know, you know what Rams have done? They've been in St. Louis and Los Angeles. So they do it. They do it, it right. It doesn't really talk about the the specific. Were they um, somewhere before St. Louis? Personality, probably L.A. Was it L.A. St. Louis, L.A.? I'm not sure. <laughs> um. So if or we take the, the if we Cardinal? take the Bengal cat personality and the Bengal itself, I think you have a pretty good athletic trainer, but. I don't know. So you're going with the Rams? I'm going with the Rams. I just don't see straight, it. Straight up All from they the do idea is that... blast things with their head. Yep. But they only do it when they need to. And so... So at, what do they do in the rest of the time? Just grazing? They're grazing. Eating like an athletic trainer? They're they're, watch, they're watching... <laughs> Waiting for their coffee break? Exactly. And they're, they're watching their athletes, their, their fellow sheep, and their, you know, their field to make sure that it stays safe. And then when they need to attack, they attack. There's a jungle cat in my bathroom. That's all I know is the hangover. How about this? Um, well, we'll, what do they say on the live stream? Give us, we'll what do you a, think, the Bengal or the Ram? And not yeah. the team. Abby, get off get off the game. Nobody cares about the game. No one gives a shit. Aaron Rodgers lost. <laughs> Pro Bowl happened, and they didn't even tackle. What the hell? The Bengals... <laughs> Thank, thank you, Hannah. Um, My non-AT roommate said... Tim Prawl in the house. Oh, gosh. American Junior. Um, <laughs> what if we did this? Okay. Yeah, what if we we're did gonna, what? Okay, we're gonna, we put the pull up here, right? Yeah. And then... All week? Well, no, not not I'm this one. I'm gonna just put this up. But on that's what, social I'm, that's media. what I'm saying. You yeah. put it, you put it up on social right now, media. I'll do it right now. And then next week we'll give you the results. We'll do something based on whoever wins the actual Super Bowl. 
I don't know what we're gonna do, but we'll do something. All right. We'll uh, give a we'll give a Ram discount, or we'll give a a Bengal discount. All right. We'll give a Joe Burrow discount. Burr, Joey Burr. I like that guy. Joey Burr. <laughs> I can't even get anything out. Although you know what, I'm I like Matt. I like the fact that Matt Stafford gets traded to a team and now he's in the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, clearly that guy was a pretty good football player. Damn, Lions. They suck. No offense to anybody that lives in Detroit, but holy cow. I just would like to say that we beat The Rams were originally in Cleveland. What the heck? That doesn't make sense. Weren't the Browns originally in Cleveland? Um, what okay. do you want to move to next? Yeah. Because well, clearly we're going to have to figure this out later. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it later. All right. Oh, here. We just did fat. Let's hit that button. All right, good. Why don't you pick one? <laughs> we suck. It's been two weeks. Um, what do you want to do? Um, let's go to your friend or foe. Let's actually yeah, talk sucks. some real athletic real training. Real athletic training. Okay. And I don't know. Something came on the TV today that made me think about this. And maybe it's more of a pet peeve than a friend or foe. And we've had part of this discussion already. But I want to I want a friend or foe. The athletic trainer doing a physical on somebody before they come, before they're officially on your team. Because I know we just all get people through the physical, at now, least wait, in the wait, college wait, whoa, setting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying us versus the doctor? Or are you saying whether or not we're doing this exam at, at all? I or feel, I can debate that too. I feel like, should the athletic trainer be able to go to the coach, the GM, whatever, and be like, no, this person should not be allowed to continue to play sports and not here. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. All right. And I don't know why. Something came up on the TV I don't know. I don't know what it was. Something came up on. Maybe it was just because the NBA trade deadlines this week, and all these people get moved, and it's like, how do you know? Let me ask you. Don't you want? Don't you want to know if? I mean, let me ask you this. Yeah. You obviously don't say who and all the above, but have you ever been part of that situation where you, maybe a kid was obviously you working in the college setting for so long that you and the, you know, ortho eval the kid and said i mean this this kid's shoulder's a mess like he's not going to play for another year why would you give him a scholarship have, have you been a part of that i've been in the situation where i had one athlete that was not allowed so they they had come in they had come in having a previous surgery from a doc, their own doctor back home from when they were in high school our doctor said, you know what, you need to go back and get your doctor to sign off before I clear you. Okay. It's two years later that athlete still has not been able to get clearance. Really? Because they are still having problems. And it's the, first, the one time I can think of in 15 years where it just didn't, like, work for the kid. Yeah. Otherwise, more often than not, it's just a, all right, come on in, we'll just do the formality you know, it, every once in a while, they'll, the echo will show something and they'll have to wait and go through some stress tests, stuff like that. But how many trades are made in professional sports and how many are pending physical and how many don't work out? What do you think the percentage is? More than 
Oh, yes. You think it, more than 5% of all trades don't go through? Yes. I, and I and, can't imagine that. And I there's a, a yes in professional sports. Yeah. I think you hear about some, but I think it's... I think you hear about 5% of them. So you think, what's the number then? Yeah, this is this is candid athletic training. Tell me what the number is. You you've had more experience. What percent of okay. physicals fail so, on a trade? I'm gonna say how many trades does a team make? How many on average? You know, almost every team makes like a trade at the trade deadline, right? And then a couple more throughout the year. Baseball being unique with the whole, you know, before September 1st, you know, picking people up off of waivers, those kind of people as well. I'm going to throw in that because it's still like bringing somebody in your organization that you don't know about. 25%. One out of every four trades doesn't go through because of a, a failed physical. Um, because uh, I wouldn't even say a failed physical, but the medical staff saying this is what he has and what it could be if this is a rental you know whatever but if this is somebody you're trying to trade for for and keep for the next couple of years guaranteed about a quarter of them wow all right that's way higher than i would have put it at and i would say but here's the, the i would have put it in the here's the, re the reverse of that though is that there's a lot of organizations that will do the exact opposite and say, we don't care. Like, we understand the risk. We're still going to sign them. So I think there could it could be higher. All right. Well, I feel like at the college setting, it's more like the athlete, the coaches just be like, these are the people we're bringing in. Athletic trainers deal with it. And I, and I think probably at the high school level, probably – more of the same. And yeah, I think I mean, it's a big it's problem. Not, yeah, it's not a lot of athletes coming in to a high school. You know how many people you're like, that's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. It's only, oh, yep, look at that throwing mechanic. Oh, you're going to blow out. How many I remember playing you guys and you guys, the after the game, I remember the first time we, we, we had a scrimmage against you because we, we played you <laughs> twice. So I remember walking over Love that. after the game, and the first thing Dave said to me is, well, that guy is going to blow out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. I'm just hoping to get through the season. Because <laughs> he had an inverted W, or an inverted M. Yeah. And I was like, I know. I know. Trust <laughs> but, me. But Steven Strasburg But does the coach it. says, this is what this is what we're working with. Would you invert your W for $200 million? I would. <laughs> I probably would too. How many, because the medical how many expenses, surger, the medical expenses don't have? come out of that two million. <laughs> Even if they did, yeah, replace my UCL. I don't care. Give me two hundred million. Um, I okay. So friend or foe, being able to do this exam before an athlete joins your team, and really having the authority to say, "Look, no, this is not a good idea." Coach, bring somebody else in. Okay, devil's advocate here. Do you really want that authority? Do you want to do the work up front and save yourself the work later? 
or do you want to pay for it later and have a nightmare athlete? That's what it comes down to. I think it's I, but I also think it comes down to. I mean that, that's you, why it's a friend. That's why I think it's a great friend or foe question because it is a lot of work up front. Do you want that pressure to make that call? As an, as the athletic trainer, do you want that pressure? Are you Take, saying we're not equipped to do it? No, I'm asking if you want the pressure. I think as I get older and more crotchety, yeah. Right. When I was younger, I was Good. just like happy to be helping. Yeah. Okay. But now I want to think about. Man, do I really want to deal with this for? That's ex- good. That's really good, because at the further along you get, the more you should be capable of saying, based on my experience and seeing this, like I don't know if we should be signing somebody that has this much damage in their knee. Dylan just said, "I hate having that authority." In case you're wrong, you look bad if you say no. They go somewhere else and succeed. So here's here's also the devil's advocate to that. <laughs> Some really I've, good points here. I've always been the athletic trainer that said, "Yeah, just give me the give me that hard case, and I'll I'll do my That's, I'll do everything I possibly can, and if I do get the one out of say ten that is like this miracle, like this this person shouldn't be playing this long, or this this person shouldn't have been able to recover from this injury." And I get that to happen, I feel pretty good about it. That's how I spent most of my career. Yeah. Or my entire totally. like traditional career Absolutely. is like, you know what? I don't care. I'll just make it work. I'll figure yeah. it out. But we, now that I'm out of it, yeah. I go, man, why should I have why did I <laughs> force myself to deal with myself? Allow myself Allow me to introduce Allow myself to introduce myself. My name is Chad. Um and I worked hard. No, what I'm saying is I just think our role, the problem is we're seen as the people that are just there to pick up the, the, the pieces or do the dog shit jobs. When really, we should be the ones saying, look, no, this this is going to happen. I think this is a bad idea. And I think the profession could be elevated if we had more of that authority. But we're never going to get it because the coaches think they know better than us in terms of, how people move and what the the risk reward is. I think it can be a friend to the profession if, as athletic trainers, we all said, all right, maybe we're going about this in the wrong way. We always complain about how hard we work and that we get little pay and we don't get the respect that we should be getting. Well, maybe we transform the profession a little bit, add in this like this aspect of, you know what else I'm really good at? Predicting the future. Yeah. <laughs> my crystal ball. <laughs> I'm really good at it. My ball um, says no bueno. We're, we're already movement specialists. You should be. If you're not, try to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, work at that. Like pay attention to movement because that's where you're going to see things. That's where you're going to see like, uh, like, based on the history that I just got from this player or this athlete, and then based on what I see them doing, unless they're a unicorn, they're going to break down. Yep. Now, that takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of dedication from the athletic trainer to say, 
take on that responsibility. But if you do that, this is what I would say is going to happen. You are going to be looked at as a very vital aspect of whatever organization you are in. If you're in professional sports, you're going to be the go-to person. The GM is going to come down to you and ask you questions, not tell you things and basically ask you to confirm what they already are going to say. They're going to ask your opinion. So if you can get yourself into that position by learning what the movement capabilities are needed and what injuries and what everything looks like in the truth, truly like when you're actually doing a pre-participation exam, which is really what we're talking about, yep, yep. and we take them seriously and we actually deep dive to say A, B, C, and KLPQ mean this person's more likely to have this. But guess what? I know I can take care of K, P, and Q. A, B, C, or genetics, nothing I can do about it. Man, you just said a lot of letters there. I know. If you can talk like that to people, if you can talk to your boss, you can talk to the GM, you can talk to the athletic director, you can talk to the coaches, you start becoming very powerful. And that starts changing the dynamic of what athletic training is. I What the difference between being the head athletic trainer in Major League Baseball and being the head, head athletic trainer, say, at a college sport is that. Is conversations well, yeah. between you and the front office, and they look at you, hopefully, if you've, if you've developed a relationship with them and a trust, that your opinion matters. That's what happens in professional ranks. Which is, it's interesting because on the one hand, you can understand it because there's a dollar sign attached to everything at the professional level, even though realistically there is at the college level too. But you would almost think you could argue the opposite. In professional sports, let's say you make a bad decision and bring someone in. Mm-hmm. You can get off that contract more often than not. You could probably, like for what you just said, some teams Depends don't care. Sport, right? You just said yeah. some, some you like if you commit to a college kid and they suck or they get hurt or whatever, there's not, I mean, you can get rid of them, move on, but you just lost the development. Like with a professional, all right, yeah, I signed a guy. We took a chance. It didn't work. All right, let's move on. That's true. So, I mean, you can, also, you can argue it both ways. There's a little bit more money in professional sports. Yeah. Arguably not a lot more but than the, some But the thing is, the where, where the sticking point is, is hopefully at the professional setting, the athletic trainer it has at least almost a little bit um, compared to the coach, the level. Like at the college setting, I feel like it, whatever the coach says goes. Yeah. Athletic trainer is just there to take orders from the coach. Where in the professional setting, hopefully, the AT has a little bit more say-so. How many high school kids did you evaluate before they came to, before they signed their letter of intent or whatever to come to how many Milwaukee? Did I get to evaluate? Mm-hmm. Zero. So I think, and you know how many came through and came on a tour, and I met and be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, yeah blah 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 blah," and you you ask them what their what it does it none zero zero percent did I ever get to watch really right. move and be like, "Oh yeah, this this is a legitimate person," right. and I don't I 
I would say the same thing. I wouldn't imagine the athletic trainer for the Alabama, sorry, Dave, football team is going to houses with Saban. And should. Being, that's where, that's like, where should the he? profession needs to get to. Maybe. Should he? Or she, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there is an aspect to that. I also think athletic trainers wouldn't want to be the the person. You want to know what? <laughs> Maybe that's what we should create, the scouting service. All right, let's do it. Where we just hire athletic trainers to go yeah. do that and then report back. Yeah. I, I, this guy, based on this, this, and this, he's going to blow up. Is that a business model? Could we do it? Could we make it happen? Sure. Make a quick buck. The totally service? Nah. Let's talk about it. We'll table it. All right. It's a lot of traveling, though. <laughs> no, we just find people all over the, the country. All right. We well, hire people to do if it. If only we knew a lot of athletic trainers. Do you know any other athletic trainers other than me and you? Kevin, I'm actually thinking. I don't know any. None. I don't know any. <laughs> All right, I want to do your FMK. Do you think anybody's freaking listening to us anymore? Yeah, they actually are. Okay, cool. Well, although they started talking about recruiting on the potty, or potty training and puppy training. and Recruiting the potty? What? I got to learn this kind of things. I got a kid on the way. What, do, what am I doing? No. <laughs> I know how to get my dog to not pee in the house. Can I get my kid to not pee on the floor? Is that possible? Not in our house. <laughs> And it's uh, whatever he does, goes. I, I don't know what your kid was doing, but you better get him on a track team as soon as possible because that kid's fast. I, I've, I could not cover the landscape of the house as fast as he can. Oh, He's nuts. Hannah missed last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a dad. They got yes. knocked up. <laughs> I'm going to be. One slip through. The crease, as they say. It's amazing. You try it one time, and it happened. They don't call him Super Soaker for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. I I mean, I'm old too. Just like I'm sure you were like, I don't. This probably can't even happen. (laughs) I'm so old. Again, she forgot if it was candid or planted. It's like my favorite thing. (laughs) This is so good, Kayla. (laughs) That's a pretty good one. Candid or planted. It was planted. Um, Candidly. All right, we're doing FMK. You got it. You're in charge. Let's do it again. Well, you know, it is Olympics time. Boom. And if you've been you, watching the Olympics. And you haven't. Which you nobody has. Me. I have been. I have. I legit, I've tried. We've had it on every night at Air House. What have you watched so far? Um, curling. For me, I, wa- I wanted curling. to watch some curling and oh, biathlon. Those are my two. Curling and biathlon. I think um, they're... No, you... Don't change. I'm not going to change it. Um, okay. We watch curling's one a little of my bit favorite. of everything. Curling is by far one of my favorite events to watch. Um, how many rounds are there, or how many ends they no call idea. it? Is it seven? No clue. Anybody out there on the live stream, let me know. Because I didn't watch the full match. We went to, ended up yes, going to Kevin. bed. It was like the end of the fifth. I know they're like innings. I just want to know how many innings there are. I think they called them ends. Eight. Eight ends. All right. Thank you, Nate. Eight. Nate would know. Uh, good Wisconsin boy. Um, I love curling. Biathlon. I want to just shoot guns. You can do that without being out of breath. No, that's the whole point. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Have you ever gone cross-country skiing? I, I told my wife this. We talked about it last night. 
My mm-hmm. dad and I went cross country skiing okay. probably when I was like 15 years old. We did like a couple weeks. We just did it. Okay. And then we stopped. Never did it again. Yeah. So it's been 25 years since I've cross country skied. Are those skis still in the basement at no. the Henneberry house? No, I don't think so. I'll Hen- tell you what. It is Drive. one hell of a workout though. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing is can you do one of the hardest endurance activities that has ever existed by cross-country skiing up and down fucking mountains, then shoot a target. Steady your heart rate. Have you ever, like, shot a rifle? Nope. The idea of stead- <laughs> keeping keeping that aimed in the right area when you're, like, <laughs> I know. like, oh, my God. It's so it's a very impressive sport. Very impressive I, sport. I don't disagree. That's why. <clears throat> and the U.S. blew it. Did they really? So I, I think it was okay. the mixed. I think they literally were like they. I don't know if they. Uh, I didn't. It was kind of like just the highlights. I think their fourth leg or the anchor or whatever missed a shot and had to do a penalty lap. And otherwise, I think they would have meddled. They might have still meddled, but I think the legit. They almost the rhythm. Yeah, I don't. I I shouldn't say. So. What else have you? What else is it? Like, what are the other? What are the other events? I mean, figure skating is the popular one. Julie wanted to watch that, so we've had that on. I can't. I can't watch it anymore. It's too Did much. Did some of the like a lot of the jumping, like it's the jumps. Listen, they are incredible athletes. They are incredible athletes. There's something too dramatic about it, though. Like, for such a graceful. You know, I, I don't okay, know. it there's was something about it to it me was, that's like I, it. There's too much. It feels like fake drama. Yeah, and I don't like it. Okay, it was just on before we were having dinner tonight, mm-hmm. and I was watching, and something occurred to me as an athletic trainer. I was watching it. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're on the live stream, Holy which Christ. you are now. If you're not on the live stream, (laughs) you are missing great comments. Uh, There's no coming back from it. Just say it. Just read it. Just read it. Fuck it. No. I'll read it. I don't care. It's not mine. One of our live streamers said, I'd like to see Sean White in my half pipe. (laughs) Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. So here's where I was going before we were so rudely interrupted. We still have an FMK to go to as well. And it's not even eight. All right, we're running out of time. <laughs> I was watching figure we'll skating, the the show. and yeah. they're so like I didn't see, I didn't see any kinesio tape. Yes, Colleen. I saw zero kinesio tape. Okay. And it was it occurred to me as like, oh, because it's a production, it's like a theater. Yep. You can't show any kinesio tape. Probably not. Like why? I guess I would just assume. I don't know. I don't know where in my head I was. I was caught off guard just a little bit because in swimming it's cup marks everywhere, in volleyball it's kinesio tape everywhere, but in figure skating it's none of them. There's a little because you don't want to look like you've actually been an athlete. You want to look like you just came off. There's a little a runway in gymnastics too. I think like gymnastics, there's a little you can't you can't show a weakness almost. Right, and that's what I don't. There's something about figure skating. It's just that a, I don't. 
I, I don't resonate with. Yeah. I it's just I interesting have to skated me. many times in my life, and what they can do on skates is mind blowing to me. And the fact that they can land and spin and jump, you know, forty feet in the air and spin around twelve times and what I mean, do backflips all of the above. It's incredible. But there's something about it that I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Somebody on their live stream just said that Tanya Harding was from where they were. Yeah. Oh, that was Aaron. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, Aaron. Lead pipe. It's like clue. I don't know. It's just, it's weird that different sports gravitate to different modalities. That's all. One thing I was going to, like, so the Summer Olympics, I think, because they are your traditional Olympic events, I think tend to be watched more. But do you think the U.S. dominates the Summer Olympics? Yeah. The U.S. does not dominate the Winter Olympics. They were in fifth place this morning. Yeah. Three medals. Like, for the most part. They had three silvers as of this morning. I don't know what happened today. I mean, Sean White, speaking of. Did he medal today? I don't know, but I'm sure he's won gold medals in yeah. snowboarding stuff. Um, we've had some downhill skiers, the Lindsey Vons of the world, but yeah. I don't even know if she's ever gold medaled. Um, she was always hurt, unfortunately. Um, I mean, talk about Tanya Harding and like you I know, mean, that it's whole Bonnie time. Blair, it's Dan, Bonnie Blair, Dan Jansen, Dan local Jansen, local heroes, Milwaukee, right? Um, but that's about it. Like, there's not this, like, huge line How of U.S. Oh, Apollo Ono. He was a yeah. big one. Well, just, I mean, what's the what's the number one sports moment in U.S. history? The ice hockey. Ice hockey. I mean, that's yeah. right there. That was yeah, a team believe, thing, though. But that was it. I mean, yeah. Believe in miracles. All right, so what do you got for FMK? Yeah, 80. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, FMK. Bobsled. And this is what? Feel the rhythm. Being an athletic trainer for it or doing it or what? Um, sure. No, what do you, what's the FMK? Yeah, being an athletic trainer for it. Being an athletic trainer. Okay, so bobsled. Ski jumping. Yep. Okay. And then just speed skating. Mm. All right. Because speed skating is by far my favorite thing in the Winter Olympics. I was going to just say, I think that's the one I would probably gravitate towards the most. Probably because it's mo- going to be the most like track, the quads. Um, man, dude, they never turn right, do they? They don't. They don't. Um, okay, what would an athletic trainer do for, for a bobsledder? Well, they're power athletes in reality. Yeah, well, most of your bob. I mean, it's all the about Jamaican the first ten teams, minutes. The that is, it's a real thing. Like sprinters that couldn't make it in the Summer Olympics sometimes end up being bobsledders. And they need that power. They need that. They need, they need to have mobility. Okay. They need to be able to get into that thing. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Um, if anybody can hear him cracking his neck on the podcast, I would love to know because <laughs> I could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking. All right, I'm gonna kill the downhill. Okay. Skiing. Ski jumping. Ski jumping. I don't. 
I don't need a. I don't need a. I don't need a knees. I don't need a broken neck. I don't need back. The landing, the crashes. Get they it land out. so gra- gracefully. Yeah. Get it. Get it out of my life. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass on that. Okay. So I'm gonna kill it. I'll f with the bobsled because I think it'd be interesting to see for a little bit. Um, I just think it might get a little boring because I don't really see what the. Now, if it was le- um, skeleton or luge, there's some torque. There's going some. On on there's, there's probably some real injuries in the luge. Well, there's some death in skeleton and luge, but the bobsled. I saw. If you're in the thing, what? Wow, I don't know what kind of injuries they're getting in bobsled. So I'm going to say that's going. It might be the most boring of the three I in terms of. I think they're getting a lot of one, like pulled hammies. Yeah. The, Which the is push, fine. The push right away. I don't feel like I'd be overmatched by it, though. Nope. The other thing I think they're getting are the the torque and the uh, what am I what am I trying to think of? Like you know, fighter pilots and the the yeah uh, the G's, cockpits the G's the G's being forced on their bodies through the corners. I think create like they have to keep their head stable and they have to like be in a perfect line. Yeah. I think they they hold so much tension through their body that it's giving me fingers and wrists. What pulling levers? Well, that yeah, the fr- rock the em, sock the, em over yeah, here. Person in the front, yeah. But I'm saying everybody has to like be together oh. as like a unit. Okay, so Tim's yeah, Tim's wife. Oh, is um, I might be wrong, but at the national level in bobsled, um, was like almost. In the Olympics last time, I, I believe. And he just said his brother-in-law got a two-by-four impaled in his butt cheek while bobsledding. A whole two-by-four? Like, I mean, that's what she said. But, like, <laughs> yeah. holy crap. The whole thing. The whole thing so impaled into that butt I'm gonna cheek. I'm going to marry me. Okay. What's left? I forgot. <laughs> Speed skating. Speed skating. Yeah, because I think I would enjoy that the most. It's yeah. kind of like a, a sprinter and yeah. give it to me. I, I, mean, wanna, I want, And I actually think watching the event would be the most exciting for me. I, I have to marry speed skating. I I think I love watching it. I like I like watching the even the distance ones what's, versus like what's the short yeah what's track. the short track versus the long track? What's the what's the length on that? Well, I think the the long track is still a four hundred meter track. I'm, I think. Oh, is it? I don't I think know. so. I think so. I'm thinking of the Pettit. <laughs> I'm like, how many? How many laps would that look like? Um, short track is freaking tiny. Short track, you're going to get crashes. You're getting precision from a short track. Um, I think all of us, you know, we've talked about it, right? Hips don't lie. You, if you don't have hips in a in a booty, you, you can't be a speed skater, like. That is glutes. It's just glutes all day, glutes all freaking day, and so it it is at the heart of all training, because you know, use what your mom gave you. Um, I have to marry speed skating. I'm right there with you, and it's the closest thing to track, obviously. Um, I'm gonna f. I 
I'm going to F with the ski jumping. Are you? Because I think it's a quick hitter. I think it's just like, what what is really happening in ski jumping? Somebody is in a crouch position, they push off, and then they just wait. Oh, and then they land. jumping. I was thinking of downhill skiing, but still. Downhill skiing. Knees, all knees, torn up. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's the same. Yes. But ski jumping is like one thing. It's just like. Here's the other thing. It's just, it's literally who can wait the longest to land. Do you want to know what your, yeah, that's true. And who's the most aerodynamic and well, who here, built up the most speed but here, on a track that everybody is on the same track. Do you want to know what you're going to be dealing with the most in ski jumping? Uh, ankle door deflection. You're going <laughs> to psych social. Oh, it's probably. all psych social. Yeah, that's true. So you're gonna have so many head cases. I only want to do it once in once in a while, <laughs> and I'm gonna kill bobsledding. Unfortunately, um, I'm just gonna kill it. All right, there was a there was something on Twitter I saw. It was if you took all the all the athletes from the Summer Olympics and put them over here, you put all the athletes in the Winter Olympics and you put them over there. Yep. And none of them had any of their equipment. It was just them. Uh-huh. And they had a battle royale. Which team wins? Oh. Like, there's no equipment. There's no anything like that. This was on Twitter. Somebody put it out there. You know, we're going to skip our top five just for time segment. We're going to yeah. go to our feature topic after this. So, I just wanted to, yeah. You didn't have to tell anybody. That's yeah, all right. It's actually a really good Honestly, top five, I think, too. I think the Winter Olympics. That's what I thought. Hockey. Well, then you have wrestlers, you have you have throwers. You have wrestlers. You have throwers. But then, I mean, I guess you got cross-country skiing versus marathoners. You got... I mean, who's just... Yeah. Strong little gymnasts versus strong little short track speed skaters. I'm still I'm still going with hockey, Olympics. Hockey hockey players have to win. That's what I, that was my first thing. <laughs> the hockey players are going to be Although you can't drop gloves in the Olympics. Is there rugby in the Summer Olympics? Oh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I just feel like they are going to There's I feel like there's so many more Summer Olympic events. There is. So many more. Archery. Which is so fun to watch, actually. Ping pong. Ping pong. One of the greatest things about the Olympics is that somebody's really good at something that all of us have tried. Say that again? One of the greatest things about the Olympics is that somebody's really good at something that we've all tried and have succeeded at. Right? Like, I've shot a bow and hit bullseyes many times. Really? But I, I couldn't many? do it. Yeah. How often do you go archery? Not often. Okay. But I still did it. Okay. And I could hit a bullseye. Okay. Yet, I couldn't compete at an Olympic level. You can literally drive down the street and go to a curling club. I know. In I want to try, try it so bad. And you could... You could win every week, and you could get, you know, the bag in the cornhole, <laughs> like, or shuffleboard, right? Yeah. Like, we've all played shuffleboard. 
but yet there's Olympic athletes at it. That's what's the that's what's so great about it. Yeah, it's not gymnastics, it's not swimming, it's not even volleyball, it's not even track and field. It's some of the other sports that everybody's like, I've done that before. I know. I've gone downhill skiing before. <laughs> so awesome. That's why it's so great. All right. What do you want to do? A topic of the week? Yeah, let's just let's go. Let's skip ahead here. All right. All right. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't finish my homework on this. You didn't? No. Why didn't you? I don't know. So you're gonna go first. Okay. So we're creating the perfect athletic trainer. We put this up on social media for fun. We just gave you some categories. You know, kind of like when you're building a video game character. You know, your attributes, your Madden scores, whatever you want to call it. Um, we gave you seven categories to divvy up 500 points. And it's basically just a what, which characteristics do you think are more important? You're just it's a different way of rating what what you think is important. It's kind of what we do every week when we do our fictional athletic trainer debate, but now we're just putting it to yeah. numbers. So Kevin's going to go first while I come up with my numbers. So I looked at the categories. And yeah, I why, said, don't you, why don't you read them just so the so people that haven't seen this. Categories being speed, intelligence, creativity, multitasking, endurance, communication, and personality. You had 500 points. You had to evenly distribute somehow through that. The two that stood out the most for me right away were creativity and multitasking. Yeah. And I thought, okay, there's pro. I mean, I could have gone 500 at, uh, at a category, but I comfortably am thinking. Yeah, are you like if a- I'm if I If I'm elite... If I have 500 points, 100 is going to be pretty up there on distribution of, like, uh, characteristics of an athletic trainer. So I went 100 with creativity and multitasking. I think creativity, it helps to be intelligent (laughs) in your creativity, but if you don't have the ability to be creative with your intelligence, it, you're you're actually, you're probably hurting yourself and you're hurting your athletes. I think being creative as an athletic trainer is one of the biggest things we need to be able to do. We need to be able to see a situation and adapt to it, create a full athletic training room in a crappy little dungeon of a space that somebody gave us that... They thought, oh, all you really need is a table and some tape, right? When in reality, we need the state-of-the-art facility. And so, therefore, I want creativity out of an athletic trainer. Oh, we just had a Will George sighting. Will George? Welcome, Will. It's your first time on the podcast. Everyone say hello to Will. Where the hell you been? Will got me my current position. Thank you, Will. So, (laughs) multitasking, though. Ah, This is so hard. To me, multitasking is the next aspect of... What was your number one? Creativity and multitasking All right. are both, to me, 100. Hundos. Um, I almost went a little higher on the creativity side of it because I think, man, that's it's what I do all day long. I, I end up getting in a zone 
every single day I'm like treating people of like boom 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 like I'm treating this and I'm I'm going through the motions and I know I'm helping people and like I know that this person needs this I know that this person needs this but what sets us us apart from a setting that doesn't create healthy athletes and patients or whatever I think is the creativity that we bring to it multitasking has to happen because we have multiple athletes we have multiple patients we have multiple clients whatever setting you're in we need to be able to handle more than one thing at a time that's also why I think that athletic trainers are actually more equipped to own clinics than maybe some other professions then I went, okay, I need that intelligence. I can't be a dumbass. I can't have just faked my way through school. I needed to have some base that I'm building off of with my creativity. So I went 75 with intelligence. And then I also went 75 with endurance. This is so crazy, Kevin. I'm... So I looked on our Twitter feed, and a lot of people were putting endurance off. And I think because a lot of people were thinking about endurance being like, are you tired at the end of the day? Or like, could you go, could you like, like, could you just run for a mile to be an athletic trainer? Like, do do you need to be able to run for five miles to be an athletic trainer? No. But... The idea of being an athletic trainer, it's a long-haul career. It is a, can you forget how much how tired you are and still go to work? Can you forget how little sleep you get and go to work? And that's what makes us really good at our jobs, which hopefully leads to better careers and better, better benefits and all the above. But I think it's a very important aspect of what makes a great athletic trainer is that I can keep going because I know others around me might not be able to. So I went 75 intelligence, 75 endurance. Um, Where else? I went 50 on the communication. Plain and simple, I need to be able to communicate with my athletes. Um, I need to be able to communicate with my patients. I personally don't need to be able to communicate very well with other people other than explaining what an athletic trainer and what I do for a living. I think creativity comes more into play of being a good communicator than just being a good communicator. Like passing on the email to this person or Pat, like one of, one of my worst qualities when I was an athletic trainer in professional sports was probably communicating with my, I guess, superiors. I just handled things instead. And it got me in hot water sometimes. Now, I don't think my athletes suffered from that, though. <laughs> I, I think the only person that suffered from it was my boss, right? So, communication 50, what I have left. I went 90 on the personality. Almost 100. So it's really like my third most important thing, second or third most important thing, in the idea that 
I think that's the only way that we can create, like, communicate our creativity and our intelligence to our patients, to our athletes, is if we have the personality that people will gravitate towards. If if nobody comes to me, athletes included, yes, in certain settings I can get a paycheck, but in other settings, in most settings. I'm not going to have a successful career if people aren't coming to me and trusting me and wanting my help. I think your personality is a big thing with that. Which led me with like 10 points on speed. I literally gave speed 10, which is very weird because I think it's very important to be fast because I've been fast my entire life. But, so she said... (laughs) um, It just, to me, was like the last little thing that I said. All of these other ones outweigh being a fast athletic trainer. If you, we all have to get a competency of certain times of, we have to be able to tape, you know, an ankle in two minutes. But I think slowing down almost as an athletic trainer will help you. I don't think necessarily being the fastest gunslinger in the West of preparing whatever or doing the fastest stretch or um, what I, whatever it is. I don't think that's necessarily something I need. You got it? Well, how's your math coming up? Um, I'm just double-checking because I've been all over. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm at 500. All right. Go for it. Uh, somehow I was frantically doing this, and I somehow still listened to you. That's multitasking. Sure you did. No, I actually, because here's what I'm going to say. I A lot of the things you said were exactly how I was processing. Very similar thought processes. Me and you thinking similar about something. That's weird. That's just weird. Now, you I know just we do? made a we last should do minute. A podcast we should, you want to start a podcast? Um, <sighs> Look at that. I did make a last minute adjustment because I was really, I was going to, I was going to go in a completely hand. different direction and I just got really disappointed in myself because <laughs> everything that I would have said in the previous 159 episodes would have went out the window Uh-oh. if I wouldn't have made this last second change. <laughs> I literally just bumped up personality from like literally dead last to. You were going to put personality dead last? You could be an asshole and still be a good athletic trainer. Yeah. You can be. And that's why I was like, shit, I had it. I literally had it at 50. Do I think it makes you a great athletic trainer? Like, you could make an athletic trainer and have zero personality. It It makes me think of Patch Adams. It's in Patch Adams, it's like the the guy who's like the smartest guy in the room, but he can't get her to. I can't get her to drink or I can't get her to eat. And I was like, ah, we're trying to build the perfect athletic trainer. Okay. So I know a lot of asshole athletic trainers. Yeah, me. But they have, <laughs> but they have that personality of them being an asshole is strong, uh, and so people gravitate towards it. So, so that therefore, it it wasn't a good personality. It's a strong personality, right? Strong like bull. Strong like bull personality. Well, I bumped it up. Yeah, you as you should have. Okay, so here's where I went. You said the two most important things to you. I believe you said creativity and multitasking. Or did you say intelligence and multitasking? Creativity. Okay. So I got a top four. Your numbers are crazy. Yeah. 
Well, I think you're going to be. I think there's. I think be well rounded. That's it. That's it. (laughs) There are things on here, like you don't want to just be like top heavy, bottom heavy because you don't want any weaknesses as an athletic trainer. If you're creating, just bench all the time. Okay, leg days for wussies. So for me, my top two were intelligence and multitasking. (laughs) I agreed with everything you said about multitasking. Yeah, and I think being able to multitask raises your actual speed score. You might be doing moving slowly, but if you're able to do two things at once, you're going to get them probably done a little bit quicker so your speed almost looks better than it is. It's true. So I traded off speed as my lowest. Speed is my lowest. I agree with what you said there. Sometimes we probably should slow down. Um, we try and speed through things, and maybe that's when mistakes are made. But for me... Um, 85 in the intelligence, 85 in the multitasking. I think, uh, I think sometimes we don't give ourselves as much credit in terms of how smart we really are. Since I've gotten out of the traditional setting and gone into working with other healthcare professionals, I am amazed every day at our level of knowledge and certain things that other professions don't have, and I think we don't value it enough. So 85 in those things. The next two things I had, I originally had creativity as my in my third place by itself. Creativity, I agreed with everything you said. I think... At how much? At 80. 80? So just five below my top scores, which were 85. So I have two at 85, 80, and I bumped up personality all the way from 50 to 80 because I just couldn't live with myself. I think there, this is a, a a human interaction profession, so give me more personality. You know what? You I know made what? a last-second <laughs> switch there, though. You know what's funny is this is also a very good representation of you're a math guy, yeah. and I'm not. And so you just added your scores, and it's what? Oh, if if I would have if I would have not started with like a hundred and I would have started with 80, I would have been sitting there with a calculator like, Oh yeah. my God, what am I doing? You put 175, 50. Yeah, I can add those things together pretty easily. Well, that's where I started. I'm like, I ah, know I need to trim some fat. Let's go move it down. <laughs> All right. So personality, 80 creativity, 80. Then I, um, had endurance and communication at 60. I think endurance is getting pooped on by a lot of people. I think, uh, working the long days, working the weekends. I think the stamina is important. More important than we really believe it to be. You don't want to make mistakes at the end of your day. Um, communication, I think, is probably seen as super important, but I'm not sure it's as important as we think it is. I guess um, it's prob- this is probably a, a little hot takey. I think you could probably not communicate well and still do a decent job. Just my personal opinion. Uh, you can have quiet athletic trainers. You can have real boisterous athletic trainers. I think explaining things is is somewhat important, but um, I think if you can get results, how you communicate it might not be as important. And then in last place, speed. Like, And we, we already mentioned that, so... What do you what do you see as speed in athletic training? Um, Getting the coolers done. I think when I originally put it in there, it was more like how fast you move through things, how fast you complete tasks. 
Because there's part of me that says some of the best athletic trainers I've ever been around are not fast. Yeah. They, they like, take their time with things. I, I think it just started – I mean, that was – it started with speed because that's something you would typically see in a video game. And it, I'm like, all right, is that important? Speed, how fast we move. Um, it was, you know, whatever. You could have picked 35 different categories to try and rate, but I just now, tried to. we both have never worked the tape-heavy sure. sports. Yeah. Right? Like, neither of us have been basketball people, football yep. people. So, I mean – there is an aspect of if you can do your job really well, really fast, I mean, it's pretty great at times. But I think there's other times that. Yeah. So. I think you should slow down. Uh, what do we have here? Any any other comments in the live stream? And we had it on our social media, so if you want to check it out. Kayla's mad at you because you didn't read what she was writing. What? When? I'm only assuming that fat bottom Me? girls. I th- I think I think she wanted you to read something about fat bottom girls. What did I say? Bottom well, heavy. We, we were talking about being top heavy and bottom heavy. Hot take takey. <laughs> hot takey. Hot takies, the chips. Oh, what did I miss? I missed something. Oh, I I oh I yeah, I saw it. In fact I chuckled. I haven't even gotten to it. It was um Nelly. Right? It was Nelly? Huh? Fifteen percent concentrated. Yeah, I, I saw Somewhere it. In there? I will I will get I will oh, get up to it. Was it even higher? I don't even. It's know. way up here. Hang oh, on. Okay. I saw it. Kayla was a little upset that you didn't read her her lyrics. And here and it is. Here it is. Hold on. You, you um, are a, you're a lyric king. Ten <laughs> percent luck, twenty percent skill, fifteen percent concentrated power of will, five percent pleasure, fifty percent pain, and a hundred percent reason to remember the name. <laughs> it, that's not Nelly. Who is that? That's uh. Ah! (laughs) Did you not see it before? No, I didn't see it. That was probably when I was talking. I can't read and talk at the same time. Come on, I can't multitask. That's why it's got to be a hundred percent. That's why I'm not a good athletic trainer. Damn it! I did see it, Kayla. Fort Minor. Who? Did she say? Everybody keeps saying Fort Minor. Fort Meyer. Fort Minor. Nate said speed 40, intelligence 85, creativity 95, multitask 85, endurance 70, communication 60, personality 65. So he was high on the creativity and multitask. So he was right there with you. You guys are trying to be too well-rounded. I want I want top, top, top heavy. You got to suck at something. Otherwise, you don't know what to work on. See, Will, Will said efficiency over speed. Being efficient and effective in other areas makes up for the decrease in speed. I... Agree. Will also said something about communication. I know, and I shit on it. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, Will. I mean, it's just coming from, I'm just a bad communicator. Ask, <laughs> ask my wife. We suck at it. Ask my wife. Literally, I've I've gone to the, uh, don't don't ask me, just ask her, and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. It's what do you got? It's not Nelly. Fort Minor. What the fuck? I don't even know who Fort Minor is. Apparently. And somebody It's a rapper. I It's a rock band, dude. No, there's a rap song. This is rap lyrics. God dang it, don't tell me. I'm going to find it. Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. All right, yeah, fine. Shinoda. Yeah. Sh- 
Sounds like a Wisconsin place. Mike Shinoda. Ah, yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't know what that song is. I'm gonna have to listen to I'm it. I'm gonna. I'll find it for you. I think it was a video game. This? Yeah. <laughs> it's a jam. I don't know oh, if that's gonna listen, that might come. Oh yeah, we're gonna get flagged. Through, like. <laughs> we're gonna get flagged. Get <laughs> flagged. All right. You know what? Let's shut it down before we get banned. They're trying to kick me off because I don't know. I think they're mad at me. Of course they're mad at you. Why is everyone always mad at me? What the fuck? Oh, you deserve. You deserve <laughs> that. You know. You can't remember lyrics. I deserve it. Oh. Well, that was, was a good fun. song. Um, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll I did play know that while song. we're. Let's play it when we're cleaning up this mess. Huh? Anyway, thank you to Brew Fitness for allowing us to sit in your lovely space um, and do a stupid podcast so that people listen to us. And thank you to all that are listening. Thank you, Healthy Roster, for making this possible because we would not be on this live podcast without them. Um, and a lot of great things coming down the pipe. CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Get on there. Check out our merch, our apparel. If you want a coffee mug, you want some shirts. Sorry, you can't get a Super Mario shirt, but you can get a hat. Maybe there's a Super Mario thumbs up shirt somewhere that we can get going. Um, check it out. CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Tell your friends to sign up. You know, it was a, it was an open, live, public stream today because we want to honestly promote the profession right we want to promote the profession we want to get more people listening to the topics that we want to always talk about it's not always about just what the research is saying it's kind of what how do we all speak with each other and that's why we created this goddamn that's why communication is so fucking important that's why communication is what did i put down 50 50 right ironic ironic that it's so not important but do a podcast about Anyway, uh, next week Valentine's Day. Oh gosh, next week. VD. Remember, order <laughs> order your flowers now for your significant other. Um, let's do a let's do a public one on Valentine's Day too. Let's sure, let's spread the not? love. Fuck spread it. the love. You know, fat brackets coming up, so get excited about that. Um, start writing down your the, your favorite fat athletic trainers and. Oh, God. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for tolerating our awful, awful podcast. And we can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Oh, God, it's ended. Bye. <laughs>